everyone. Welcome to a bonus edition of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. Uh, I'm Kev. I'm on my own this week, actually, because um, James is away and Tony's doing other things. But I've got two special guests with me. I'm at the training ground. I've got James Bree and Luke Bolton, uh, the town's two right-backs, alongside us. Gents, thanks for giving up your time. Uh, I'll chat to you both about your individual careers in a short while. But I just want to reflect on the first third of the season. I'll start with you, James, because you was in the championship last season, so you kind of know exactly what this league's about and can give us a reflection on how we've gone. So how do you see the first sort of 14, 15 games? Um, I think it's gone as probably most of us would uh, expect. I think has been there's been highs and there's been lows. I think obviously the past few games we've, we've struggled to um, get the performances right and the... And get, and get the points, but I think it's all it's all coming together, and it'll all um, it'll all come good in time. I think um, for now, as long as we're as long as we're pushing every week and uh, and getting better, I think the the team we've got here is a good team, and we're gonna do we're gonna do well this season. Luke, he played in League One last season for Wickham. Uh, obviously, played at Kenilworth Road against us. Have you noticed the real difference in League One to Championship football? Yeah, I'd say um, League One's a lot more direct. Uh, the Championship can still be direct, but not nowhere near as much. Um, obviously, you get punished for mistakes. Um, but me, look, I've been a fan of the Championship for a while, and looking, looking at the last few seasons, it's so tight. You win two games, and you're four points off playoffs or whatever. So, I think we just need to keep keep working hard. Um, obviously, like James said, the results haven't been what we want, but. Um, a good run of form and we might boost right back up the table. Yeah, something I've mentioned on other podcasts that we've done with other people that I see this game as a two-game league. You win two games, you fly. You lose two games, as we found out recently. You, you drop like a stone. But I guess it, overall it's important to sort of remember that and, uh, you know, it's never too bad and it's never too good sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's exactly what you just said. I think every single team in this division is a good is a good team. So you know, there's no easy game. So if you get if you go and get a couple of results on the bounce, it's always going to help. It's always going to do well. And it's the same the other way. If you if you lose a few, you might drop down, but it can turn around just like that. So it's 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 not too much of a problem if we can put a few good games together. And Luke, it's not like we're adrift or anything. I mean, like for example, we win on Saturday, we go above Reading straight away. Probably going to go above two or three other sides. So. The league table, although you know we're 21st in a minute, it ain't as bad as you know the bare numbers show, really. Yeah, like you say, there's only been uh, what 14 games so far, so there's still a long, long, long way to go. Um, I just think, like with the I think with the second top scorers in the league, um, so it's not like we're struggling to score. Um, but I think we just need to tighten up at the back sometimes, um, and some not even just at the back, just as a team. Um, Stop, stop giving them easy goals, and I think we'll uh, like fly back up the table, like I said. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, uh, before you two arrived, we've had slow starts to seasons, flown in the second half of the season, and what you know, one promotion, obviously, that's maybe a pipe dream this season, but no reason why we can't sort of kick on, sustain ourselves in this league, and then build again in the future. Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, I think the way we're playing, the way the gaff wants us to play, it's it's free-flowing football. We like to get forward, we like to score goals, and I think, like Luke just said, that that's showing in how many goals we've scored. I think, um, I think especially this weekend at Notts Forest, they're just sat in against us, which shows the respect is on the ball. But I think they were just trying to counter-attack us and and then try and score on the break, which is what teams will do in this league. It's not all about sometimes you've got to grind results out rather than rather than playing pretty football. But I think. 
as a team we'll all come together and we know what we've got to do and everyone's got to tighten up and I think when we go back to that, that pressing game and playing high up the pitch I think that's when we're as best so I think if we can get back to that we'll be absolutely fine Exciting free-flowing football Luke that must be something you're used to being, uh, tutor, being tutored by Pep Guardiola Yeah, um, obviously the football at Man City is unbelievable um, it's high risk but high reward um, everyone knows what they're doing um, and to be fair the gaffer here tries to implement some things that I think well, like I've, I've heard of similar things before um, but obviously yeah Pep's, Pep's the world's best and obviously the, the football shown is for a reason I mean I don't want to harp too much on about Pep Guardiola but it must be a real honour to work under a guy of that sort of stature yeah of course um, so when I was younger I watched, watched the teams that he's managed win the Champions League um, He's worked with people like Messi and I'm thinking, unbelievable, and then I've then played under him, so yeah, it's a huge honour. I think at the end of my career, I'll, I'll look back and realise, but for now, you just think, oh, it's the manager. Yeah, you just get on with it, but when you look back, you think, yeah, he's worked with some unbelievable players. To be fair though, James, you're not sort of um, without decent managers uh, yourself. Obviously, Steve Bruce has been at Aston Villa, Dean Smith's doing a great job there now. How do they sort of differentiate to the gaffer that you've got here? Um, I think every every manager's got the different different style. I think as the gaffer here, it's a League One club coming up to the Championship. They've played good football for the past two seasons, got promoted. I think they want to carry on and implement that. Where rather at when we were at Aston Villa, there was there was pressure for them to go up, so it was all quite regimented. Everyone had to do the job, and then if you nicked a one nil win. Everyone was happy. That was that was how it is. But I think, like Luke just said, like no matter who the manager is, even if they're a big name, you just get on with it. You don't really think, and it's the same with the players. I think, and then at the end of the career, your career, you'll look back and you're like, oh yeah, it's like I've worked with, with whoever it was. Like it's it's a great honour. And I guess one of the ones that you'll do that to, John Terry. Yeah, definitely. I think I think I've, a lot of people have spoke to me about about JT, and I think. Just like we've been saying, he came into the dressing room with one of the lads straight away. It was just like another, it was just like anyone coming in, just like one of your mates. So once you get used to him, it was like, it was just normal. But I think my dad always, my dad always speaks to me about it. He's like, you've played centre-half with John Terry. Like, it's it's something that when I look back on, it'll be, it'll be a big thing to say. I'm going to come back to that centre-half <laughs> thing in a minute, actually. But... Um, just being with you for about 10 minutes already, there seems to be a decent dynamic between you two. So that strikes me, even though you're fighting for the, potentially the same position in the side, that's a kind of healthy rivalry. Yeah, we're good mates. So um, I'm, I'm not a better person. So if James, if James plays, I want him to do well. Um, and I know it's vice versa. He'll want me to do well when I play. Um, so yeah, I've, n- I've never been someone to hate someone because he played my position. So yeah, we're good mates. There's no danger of you two footing him in training. No, no chance unless I slip. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, James, you just mentioned centre half there. I yeah. think I'm right in saying you've played all across the back line for Luton in your short spell here, but where do you see is your best position? If the gaffer was here right now, where are you telling him is your best position? In all honesty, I will play where I'll play wherever the gaffer wants me. I think I've played right back most in my career, so I'd say I'm most comfortable there. But I feel like when I had the stint at left back, I felt fine there. Played centre half a couple of times. Like I quite, I quite like playing centre half. They're completely different games. It's more slow paced. Like you're getting your position set. You're ordering people about. Whereas full back, it's more high intensity, get up and down. So 
I think really it's just it's just if you get yourself in the right mindset, it's uh, it doesn't really matter. I'm quite I'm quite a bit of a utility player in that way. I can play in a number of roles, but I don't really mind. Thanks and stuff, uh, Luke. I remember watching you as a winger last season, and this season I'm seeing you as a fullback. Is that a conscious change? Which one do you prefer? Um, which one do I prefer? I'd say I'd see myself long term as a fullback, but um, ideally. I'd say my position would be right wing back as a as a five. It's just finding the teams that um, play that way. Um, I know we've tried it a few times, had a bit of success. Um, so yeah, I'd say ideally that's my position. If not, I can fluctuate between the two. Um, but I think right back could be a position for me. I just need to keep playing, keep playing, um, and learn the position which I think I'm doing. Like I think I've stepped up a lot and. Um, learn from my mistakes or little mistakes that I've made. And would you say that you're kind of um, a trend of the modern game? You know, there's an awful lot of sort of fullbacks that are fantastic attacking players. Um, I guess that's one of the reasons why, you know, you're being seen as a fullback now. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, there's a, even Wan Basaka um, at Man United. I know he, he was a winger and then went to fullback um, because he can get up and down. So, yeah, I think there's, a, like you say, a modern trend of wingers converting to fullbacks um, and to be fair I think it's easier for young players to break through as a fullback than a winger because teams go and spend 30 million on a winger and they might not do that for a fullback so yeah I'd say that's that's maybe another reason. Apart from the club that you come from yeah. of course yeah absolutely. Uh, just on that last one on positions I noticed the right back for Man City ended up in goal last night any sort of uh, ambitions of doing that yourselves? Do you know what? When I was younger, I'd, I'd like to think I had a little bit in there, but if it came to it on the weekend, I'm not so sure if I'd fancy it. But I'll, I'll probably leave that to someone else, you know. I noticed this morning Kyle Walker actually said that he gives the goalkeepers all this stick in training about holding onto the ball and things, and then when he went between the, oh, and spilled one really last night, didn't he? I myself, I think. I seen him, I seen, did Harry Kane do it? Kind of similar yeah. a few years ago, yeah. and he let it in straight away, the free kick, didn't he? So he's actually done well to save it, to be fair. But... Before your time, we actually had a game here where we had three different goalkeepers in the same match up at uh, Liverpool and came out with a 3-3 draw. So uh, just goes to show you outfield players um, are capable in goal, that's for sure. Um, let's look ahead to the remainder of the season then, guys. Obviously, we've played most of the... What's the word I'm looking for? Established sides, better sides in the division. Of course, we've got Leeds to come in a couple of weeks, which is going to be a high-profile game. But we've played the West Broms, the Knotts Forest, the Fulhams in particular... Anyone stood out to you? Anyone that you thought, if you finish above them, you know they're going to go up this season? I'll be honest, I think one of the best te- uh, teams we played this season was QPR. Um, QPR were unbelievable. Like, we couldn't, couldn't get near them the first 30 minutes. Probably We weren't probably good enough, but they were. They played the best they played, I heard the fans saying. Um, so yeah, I'd say QPR were the ones that caught my eye out of anyone. Um, and like everyone else, like, like Breezy said... They, they'll grind results out. You can tell they're, they're used to the championship. They'll, they'll nick, nick goals. They'll make blocks when you think, oh, I've got a chance. So I think it's just us adapting to that, like saying, are we going to be someone that plays people off the park or are we going to nick? And I think it's getting the balance right, to be fair. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things about this division, James, being as a fullback, you're going to come up against some seriously tasty wingers so obviously Cavalero and Knockart at Fulham Amiobi last Saturday what's that challenge like though I mean obviously do you know beforehand that you're in the side so you can kind of prepare for the challenge ahead or is it just a very much sort of spontaneous thing of defending the same way against 
the same sort of style of opponents? Yeah, I think um, here it's a little bit different to where I've been before, so you can't really gauge whether you're in the team or not until the Saturday morning. I think it's happened a few times. Me and Bolts don't really know what's going on if we're with five of us going to play, but I think it's just a case of you know your job, you know you've got to defend them 1v1. If you know the player, you know what they're going to do. We get his clips through on each individual player, so you know if they like to go inside, if they like taking it down the down the outside. So it's just a case of knowing the player and knowing what you've got to do in, in that situation. And I guess one thing, um, the role of the full-backs, stop crosses from coming in, um, that's kind of, is that the main part of your defensive job? Um, yes, I'd say so. Um, obviously here we we double up on the winger with the outside of the diamond, so sometimes um, the responsibility is passed to the midfielder if he comes inside, but um, yeah, I'd say stop, stopping crosses is huge, especially a lot of go- goals are scored from crosses in the championship. Um, so I'd say I like, I'd prefer to play against a left-footed left winger um, because I'd back myself to yeah, show down the line and block the cross, but um, you have to deal with whoever whoever you're playing against. So yeah, I'd say stopping crosses is huge in the championship. There. Yeah, I guess the different challenges is, is what makes this division so kind of unique. Really, you don't get that in League One, for example. They seem to be, you know, like you said earlier, direct and kind of regimented. Really, um, just looking so a bit further forward, you know, obviously, you know, top six and things like that. I mean, you, you're talking dream world sort of thing. But whereabouts in this league? do you think that we can go I know I'm interested in that because obviously although I think he was at Ipswich at the time yeah. Aston Villa were kind of mid mid to lower yeah. half of the table weren't they yeah. it was sort of Christmas March time yeah. and then they flew I is that the kind of thing that can happen I think it's like we spoke about earlier I think Villa went through a stage from I think November to about February time I think Jack Grealish was out and they were getting nil-nil draws and struggling to score goals and I think everyone around the club was saying just wait until Jack get back Jack gets back, Wensley gets back. And as soon as he got back, I think they won they win nine or ten games in a row or something. What's that thirty points? And I think it just shot him straight into the into the playoffs. And I think just like we said earlier, you see a good run of games together and you're absolutely fine. It's so it's just a case of if we're in and around the relegation zone for the next few weeks, if we can push on, get three or four good results, then we'll be we'll be fine again. But it, as you said, it can it can all change around like that. But I think for us as a team, I think gauging how we've played and the teams that we've come up against I don't think there's any reason why we can't be an established championship team this season easily yeah, it is good to hear I think Villa were going so well at one point last season they were rivaling us for form and we were in cracking <laughs> form ourselves so uh, they must have been doing well um, Luke you've been at the club now for sort of three months has anything surprised you whilst you've been here? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. Um, obviously, the fans fans are great. Like I, I said, that when I first joined, um, tick that box. Well done. Yeah, tick that <laughs> box for the <laughs> for the podcast. But uh, I said as soon as I came. Obviously, I played played uh, at Kenilworth Road for Wickham, and it was an unbelievable atmosphere. And um, even when we got the goal get back against Millwall, like I'd say it was the loudest it's been this season. So. Um, yeah, the fans. But other than other than that, no, I wouldn't say anything's uh, really surprised me about the club or anything. No. You wasn't here for the Middlesbrough game, so I'll let you off with that comment. Yeah. But it was really loud for the Middlesbrough game. It was unbelievable. Um, James, anything surprised you? Um, I wouldn't say I've been surprised really by anything. I think just the way that the lads are around. Obviously, they've been promoted twice, so it's always going to be a good group. I think just 
as a lonely when you're coming in it's quite it's it's tough sometimes when you don't know when you know you're not going to be here after the season like what's going on and I think everyone's welcomed both of us in and Izzy as well with, with open arms and I think sometimes when that's all you need sometimes just come in and settle in and, and hit the ground running I think that's, that's been a massive a massive help for both of us coming here Luke's mentioned how great the fans have been this season but how important can they be from now until the end of the season? The fans are absolutely massive and I think they've carried us in in some of the games recently and especially early on in the season when, when we're doing well and I think just for just for me personally, I think for everyone, if if the fans are behind you, it gives you such a boost and such like an extra step and an extra yard of pace. Like it's like you, you don't even understand like the little the little bits of extra buzz that they give you when when the fans are behind you. So I think if 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 they can stay as they are, and I think the away support's been absolutely unbelievable this season. Not not just at home, they've been travelling in the numbers. I think if they can carry on doing that, then they're going to help us so much. Sold out everywhere we look at the minute. Uh, Luke sold out in the away end on Saturday. Sold out for the Leeds game already, I believe. Um, it must be great to play in front of such a passionate crowd. I mean, I'm not saying for one minute that Man City's fans aren't that, but in a tight and enclosed atmosphere as well. It must really help you guys and also sort of influence the opposition. You've probably seen it from both sides as well, so you'd be good to comment on that. Yeah, definitely. So when we when we came um, when I came with Wickham last season, they were obviously Luton were flying. Um, and I think he scored within 15 minutes and then the fans were on top of us onto the referee and it all, all does contribute then the Wiccan players getting frustrated because the rest being influenced um, so yeah it does the fans do influence stuff and then like James said <clears throat> they give you a boost when you're playing for them um, and the fans should know that everyone in the um, dressing room is like, giving everything for the club and um, obviously we're trying to we want as many points as the fans want, um, so we'll just try and keep pushing on for the fans especially. You don't have to answer this, but it must be good to play 90 minutes instead of 105 minutes every Saturday uh, like you was doing at Wickham with every um, added on time. Um, James, just before we finish, Saturday we go to Reading. I've seen it build as a six-pointer, but in my opinion it's far too early in the season for any of that talk. But a game that I'm sure you guys are confident that you can get a positive result from. Yeah, I think it's... Um at this stage of the season, it's nothing's a six-point. I don't think there's there's 30, 30, 31 games left, so it's, there's there's plenty of time for us to for us to kick on. Um, but when when the teams are around you in the table, it's always nice to go there and and get a result. And I think that's what we're all planning to do, and we're all planning towards. And I think these are the games where you need to go and win, and we need to do well, especially if they're if they're struggling around at the bottom um, for now as well. So I think. If we can go there and get three points, it'll be it'll be a good result for us. Is it a slightly bigger game, Luke? Because the international break follows it. You don't really want to go into a two-week break off the back of a defeat or a poor sort of performance. Yeah, of course. Um, going into the international break, you want to be in high spirits, I'd say. Um, but I'd say one one massive thing for the weekend is um, a first goal. I think the thing I've noticed about this league, if we get the first goal, we usually go on to win the game. Um, so I'd say yeah, that's that, that's pretty crucial. Um, so I think that's what we should push for—a nice early goal and settles everyone's nerves. Then um, and yeah, hopefully we can push on after the international break as well. But like you say, end it in good spirits. And just finally, you replaced you know two players that are in Premier League now, uh, massively influential to our success over the last couple of seasons. Were you aware of that? Does that put more pressure on you, or are you just? It's your game, you're playing it your way. 
Yeah, I think um, we're both we're both aware of how of how good the last the last two fullbacks have been. And I think that just showed. I think when when James Justin came and played here for Leicester the first time I'd seen him play live, I'd seen bits of him. And I think he was he was really good. He was tired. He was quick. He got up and down really well. And I think it shows they both got really good moves. And for us, I think it's. It's it's not I won't say it's pressure I think you just we just want to we want to go and, and fill a hole so the fans don't think that they're mi- they're missing out if 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 you know what I mean I think we're both just trying to play his own game trying to bring his own thing to the team and hopefully we can contribute I think we're both trying to chip in with with assists I think we've both got a couple this season so as long as we can keep going and keep defending well then then we're both happy I think. Funnily enough, when James Justin did the podcast for us, he then scored the following game. So uh, whichever one of you starts on Saturday, there's absolutely no pressure on you or anything like that. Um, You mentioned six-pointers earlier. There was going to be one against Stoke, but sadly that's no longer as big a game as as it might have been for us fans. But it's been fantastic to catch up with you two boys. Uh, I wish you all the best for the rest of the season. I hope that you're here longer than this season, but if you're not, all the best for your careers uh, once you leave Luton. Go really well on Saturday and uh, look forward to watching... Well, whichever one of you starts, and if the other one comes off the bench, both of you. Thank you, Paul. Thanks a lot, chaps.